welcome to Shaped by the Word. This is day 148 of our third season, the story of the prophets. Uh, we're reading the prophet Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah, like the other prophets, has called Israel to repentance. He's laid out the seriousness of their sin. He's called them to repentance. Uh, we get to chapter 6. Uh, he's finally predicting the fall of Jerusalem. Uh, the people would tend to run toward the city in Jerusalem, and uh, Jeremiah tells them to run in the opposite uh, direction. As you read through the prophets, a sad note that you have is the only one who heard the words of the prophets and repented was Nineveh, which was the enemy of Israel in the book of Jonah. Mm. And time and time again, God has held out the, the call to repentance and the call to return, and even the off offer of relenting from his judgment you know, to the people of Israel. Uh, but they will not hear and they will not listen. So that brings us to Jeremiah chapter 6. For we read, as we always do, we uh, recognize the gift we've been given in God's Word and the privilege we have to come to God's Word and the work that God desires to do in us through His Word. So as we always do, we pause just to offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord for Him uh, to complete his work in us through his word by his spirit. So, Katie, you mind lifting us up in prayer? Not at all. Father, um, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for um, all the ways that you, that you show us your heart towards us, uh, as well as showing us our hearts and um, how far we fall short. Um, Father, just being reminded of Nineveh, I just, I just ask that you would um, give us repentant hearts, Lord, hearts that turn away from our sin and toward you. Um, God, in, in humility, um, asking you to lead us and guide us. So would you do that at, um, in these next moments as we read your word? Would you continue, Holy Spirit, to just transform our hearts? To, into the likeness of Jesus. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Jeremiah 6. Flee for safety, people of Benjamin. Flee from Jerusalem. Sound the trumpet in Tekoa. Raise the signal over Bathachrim. For disaster looms out of the north, even terrible destruction. All will destroy daughter Zion, so beautiful and delicate. Shepherds with their flocks will come against her. They will pitch their tents around her, each tending his own portion. Prepare for battle against her. Arise, let us attack at noon. But alas, the daylight is fading and the shadows of evening are growing long. So rise, let us attack at night and destroy her fortresses. And this is what the Lord Almighty says. Cut down the trees and build siege ramps against Jerusalem. The city must be punished. It is filled with depression. As a well pours out its water, so she pours out her wickedness. Violence and destruction resound in her. Her sickness and wounds are ever before me. Take warning, Jerusalem, or I will turn away from you and make your land desolate so that no one can live in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Let them glean the remnant of Israel as thoroughly as a vine. Pass her hand over the branches again like one gathering grapes. To whom can I speak and give warning? Who will listen to me? Their ears are closed so they cannot hear. The word of the Lord is offensive uh, to them. They find no pleasure in it. But I am full of the wrath of the Lord, and I cannot hold it in. I pour it out on the children in the street and on the young men gathered together. Both husband and wife will be caught in it, and the old, those weighed down with years. Their houses will be turned over to others together with their fields and their wives when I stretch out my hand against those who live in the land, declares the Lord. 
a sad you know, pronouncement of judgment and the inevitable judgment is coming. And, of course, both in Isaiah and Jeremiah, of course, in Jonah, Amos, Micah, uh, you know, the prophets we've read, God has always held out the chance of them repenting, turning to them, and is relenting from judgment. And we get to the New Testament, of course, we read the words, you know, from Paul, uh, you know, it's your kindness and has lead us, led us to repentance. And, and God has been kind. He has been long-suffering. Uh, but now he is uh, you know, pouring out his wrath, or at least predicting the pouring out of his wrath in very vivid terms, you know, through the prophet Jeremiah, uh, which will inevitably come. The imagery just, like, it lets us know just how far away from the heart of God they really are. I mean, that image of um, the well, um, just like the well pours out water, so they, so Jerusalem pours out its wickedness. I mean, whatever is in the well is what's going to come out. And so that displays just this well of wickedness inside of the city of Jerusalem, which should be pouring out of, you know, of worship um, of the Lord. So, man, that just, that's such a vivid image of how far away from God they really were. It's crazy. And, of course, you know, the well is the image that, uh, you know, Jeremiah used in chapter 2 to remind them of the depth of their sin. Uh, my people have committed these two sins. They have forsaken me, the well of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, mm-hmm. their own wells that, you know, cannot hold water. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the wickedness is what is produced, you know, from, from those wells. It starts with indifference. It starts with lack of concern, you know, for the things of God and lack of concern for each other. And finally, it just gives over to this very selfish center and almost everything it touches, you know, is corrupted, you know, by sin from beginning to end. We saw, uh, you know, last season as we kind of moved through the story of Scripture, you know, one of the themes, and there's so many themes that run kind of from beginning to end in Scripture, but, you know, one would be that God desires a people who are guided by His Word, hear His Word, that it has an effect on their life. We see even Adam and Eve kind of rejecting the Word of God in Genesis and but the word of the God of God was always supposed to shape the people and inform them. And yet, when we read this account of the judgment, we also read that their ears are closed, so they cannot hear. And the word of the Lord is offensive to them, and they find no pleasure in it. And so, seeing kind of that rejection of the word, its authority, um, its gracious means in their life has you know been taken away, and they ignore His word. And and in that, we find the people sitting in judgment. Mm. Mm. No, and there's obviously that's the opposite of the effect that the word of the Lord should have on us, not to be offensive and mm-hmm. something we find no pleasure in, but our affections should be stirred by it. And, and obviously our affections, you know, for the Lord as well. And sometimes, you know, some of the first hints of hardness in our hearts is indifference, you know, mm-hmm. toward the word of the Lord and an unwillingness to hear what he has to say to us. And, of course, we find that in Israel as well as find that in ourselves. By the way, I'm Paul here with Matt and Katie and David. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> no, we On wanna, day 148. Just that theme keeps coming up of, of people being shaped by the Word. And, yeah, when we are cold and indifferent yeah. to it and think, oh, I know enough or, you know, it's so easy to kind of just live off of the Word you've read in the past rather than reengaging with the Word over and over and over again, letting it bring conviction, let it bring clarity, Mm-hmm. Um, and let us obviously point us to Christ, which our hearts need over and over mm-hmm. again as well. Mm-hmm. When we think about you know the vocation of Israel, when God calls His people out of Egypt, He says, you know, you'll be a light to the nations. I mean, that's one of the things that that God does is He forms His people, you know, to be His people, but also to display His glory to those around Him. Mm-hmm. And and yet, you know, here the prophets are, and 
we've read enough prophets you know now to know that the the kind of the you know refrain we see time and time again is you're so far from the heart of god you look nothing like you know the people he desires you to look at so judgment is coming and it's a you know this is a warning to them it's a warning to us and 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 there's just so many of those striking similarities you know that between them and us is it, it it's a rejection of God. It's a rejection of His Word. It's they have ears, but they do not hear. And then we get to the New Testament, and Jesus keeps pleading with us, whoever has ears, let him hear. Because you know, the same thing that plagues them is the same thing that plagues oh, yeah. us, is we're unwilling to listen to the Lord. What a you know, mournful note. Uh, to whom could I possibly speak and give this warning? Who will listen to me? Their ears are closed, and they cannot hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not even one person who would listen you know, to His warning. And of course, uh, remember from last week, you know, that uh, the Lord said, you know, show me one righteous person in the city, and for the one righteous person, I'll spare the entire city, which which is a play, of course, on Abraham's pleading with mm-hmm. God over Sodom and Gomorrah. And God said, for 10 righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah, I would spare the city, but I can't even, you know, find that in the city of, you know, the city of Jerusalem. Uh, their ears are closed, and they, and they cannot hear, not one person to receive and respond mm-hmm. to uh, the warning of the Lord. I think it's important for us to note just how it wasn't like God's people one day decided, I'm going to rebel against God and I'm going to be full of wickedness. It was a gradual, over time, over generations, um, walking away from the Lord, walking towards other things, um, accepting these small things from other nations, marrying into other nations, things like that, that God had, um, that God had told them, you know, not to do. And they just, they gradually did it over time and found themselves in this place. And I mean, how, how relatable is that to me? Like so often we just gradually find ourselves in a place that we never thought we would ever be because we have accepted this and that and then found ourselves so far away from the Lord. So I, I can see myself in this and um, it's it's just interesting to think about how that gradually happened and it wasn't just like an overnight thing. No, it, it is, you know, it is a slow drift. I have a you know friend who used to say, and, and, and there's probably some exaggeration in this, but he said if you you know miss one day meeting with the Lord, he knows it. If you miss two days, you know it. And if you miss three days, everybody knows <laughs> yeah. it. And, and it really is, you know, that the, the we just kind of get caught up, you know, like uh, the seed that fell among the weeds and mm-hmm. worries of this world, the deceitfulness of wealth. And we're caught up in so many things in our hearts, you know, grow colder and colder over time until finally one day we're looking at the word of the Lord and we don't want to hear mm-hmm. and, and we don't want to see and our hearts truly have, you know, grown hard and, uh, you know, we need repentance and a turn from him. And, and of course, the sad note in all of, I mean, you know, so many sad notes in sure. all of this. The sad note is, you know, poured out on the children in the street, you know, that we never, you know, sin in isolation. That affects mm-hmm. so many around us, mm-hmm. and you see, you know, you see the parents' sin, you know, affecting the children, and even the children coming under, uh, you know, the judgment of God that's brought on, you know, by their by their parents, and, and and a real reminder, you know, that we we as God's people are deeply connected to each other, and we never, you know, sin in isolation mm-hmm. without bringing other people, you know, with us. Mm-hmm. And that's an aspect of sin we don't think about very often because a lot of our sins we keep them real personal and private, or even as we talked about before, they're not that not really a big deal, at least to us, where other people's sins are a big deal to us. Yeah. Scripture 
access access to see that very differently. Mm-hmm. And, and your your children don't have to know what your secret sins are uh, to know that you are in secret sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, that your heart is growing cold. And, and of course, one of the worst you know things that we can show our kids is you know a uh, relationship with the Lord that a lack you know lacks in a passion and affection. Mm-hmm. In the same way, one of the worst things we can show them is a marriage that lacks in a passion and affection and, and genuine love. Uh, when we give them that picture of God, that, that there, there's a, the indifference, you know, that goes with it. Mm-hmm. So the words of uh, you know Jeremiah to Jerusalem is a very harsh time, and of course there are evils there that are unimaginable to us, as we'll read later in this week. But we we see you know the the very seeds of evil you know that do reside in us, mm-hmm. and uh, so we take warning along with the people of Israel, and we dare not have ears that will not hear, mm-hmm. and hearts that will not repent. David, you mind closing this with a word of prayer? No, let's pray. And Father, we pray that. Um, we pray that we would have ears to hear, eyes to see, that your word would not be offensive to us, but it would be a, a pleasure as we read it. May we delight in it as we behold Christ. And in doing so, may you shape us into your people um, to live joyfully uh, in light of all we've been given in Christ Jesus. We pray this all in his name. <laughs>